0: New Year, welcome back to Nintendo Nostalgia, episode 11. I'm Jacob Russ, along with my co-host Ryan Black, and we're back, and we're playing with power. Now, today on the Nintendo Nostalgia, we have two special, special things we're bringing to the show. And the first one is it's Ryan's birthday. Happy birthday,
1: brother! How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, thank you. Just got finished eating all-you-can-eat sushi, and I ate my fill. Let's just say. I know you relate to the show. Thanks a lot. <laughs>
0: Uh how old are you? Tell everyone how old you are. Uh you know, 29. <laughs> oh, you're such an old man. Man, you're you're really turning that corner, aren't you? 29. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Ryan. I'm glad that you were willing to just not cancel the show and show up and uh, be a part of it because this is the first Man, this is the first episode of the of 2017. And we got lots of... No, we got lots of big plans. If you missed it, you were done. We were going to get replace you with um, our next guy, our special guest we have onto the show. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, we have the Nintendo guru. Not not anybody, not some smuck, the the Nintendo guru, Bobby Pauls. He runs We If We Ran <laughs> Nintendo. How's it going, Bobby?
2: Very good. How are you guys doing today?
0: You know, I,
2: it, it amazes me to sit here and listen to two young guys talk about getting old, like 29 is old. This is <laughs> pathetic. Like You guys are... Man, I'm sitting back on... I'm walking off this show. This is hard.
0: <laughs> 29. I feel old. I'm 26. Woo. Bobby, no you- Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you doing when you were 26, Bobby?
2: 26. I moved out of my mom's house. I... Moved in with my girlfriend. I got engaged. A year later, I broke up with her and moved back in with my mom. So <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> I was very stupid at 26.
0: Well, you've come a long way, I can tell, because you've become the, a guru of Nintendo.
2: I am not a guru. I, have, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I am a huge fan of Nintendo. That's the extent of it. I use the name Guru, it's stupid.
0: well i love it and and ryan and i are honored to have you on the show um if for everyone who doesn't know uh bobby is and and, uh his co-host sean Capri. um this show wouldn't really exist with if it wasn't for the help of these guys they really we read we reached out to them in the summer of last year and uh we were really inspired and wanted to start a show and had no clue what we were doing and um We're still learning right now. We're no professionals by all means, but we're always trying to get better. But the show wouldn't exist if it wasn't for them. They took time and helped us, strange guys from Indiana, uh, start a Nintendo podcast. And uh, Ryan and I said once we get past episode 10, we really want to start having a lot of guests on. And we said from the get-go, we want to kick it off, this season off, with uh, having Bobby on the show. And later on, we'll... Want to get Sean on the show as well, but uh,
2: it's real simple. It's real simple. If you're a fan of Nintendo Nostalgia and you think it's an amazing show, then me and Sean had all the input in the world, and we pushed these guys. If you don't like the show, it's Jacob and Ryan. <laughs> they, they're just messing up. But me and Sean, if you love it, you can thank us. That's.
0: <laughs> I can't argue with that. You really no, helped. You really it. helped put the show together. No. I mean, we got the advice from the Nintendo guru. So, I mean, it's just kind of an automatic uh, credit goes to you guys there.
2: <laughs> thank, you.
0: thank you. No, thank you, Bobby. And thank you for coming on the show. We're, we're really excited about this. Like I was showing Bobby my notes before the show and I I've, I've never filled out so many notes in my life. <laughs> I was like we got some big celebrity on the show today. Oh, we have on. got to nail this. Get out of here. Come on. <laughs> hey, man.
2: Now, now I feel like Sean, because Sean always gets embarrassed and, and awkward when people compliment him. And I'm normally I can take it and I'm good, but like calm, calm down.
1: Let's get it. Let's hey, go. Man. Hey, I'm a big fan. I hang on your every word every week. Thank,
2: so. you. Thank <laughs> you very much. That means a lot. Seriously. All, all jokes aside, like it means a lot that, you know, I always, Sean and I have always said, like, we're we're blessed, and Toby, you know, we're blessed just to have one person listen to us, let alone, you know, a couple people. So the fact that you guys listen, that, that means the world, man. So thank you very much.
0: No problem at all. Well, um, with that said, we're going to go ahead and, and jump into some news and discussion. And really, there's I don't really feel like there's been a lot of news as of late. I mean, there's been a bunch of rumors and it's kind of the same stuff being retold by different people, and this is happening, and this isn't happening, but um I just guys, do you realize the switch is going to be we're gonna know everything about the switch in what well, this show's gonna air on Thursday, so a week from when this show airs yeah. we will be yeah. getting ready for the switch
2: i know i know i'm i'm I just did a video literally before you guys before we went live. I shot a video for my YouTube channel, and um, I was like, you know, are you got one of the things I said was like, are you guys ready for Switchmas? Because it's like that's what it feels <laughs> like, man. It's gonna be so much news, so much awesomeness. Like, I can't wait, honestly.
0: I, you're absolutely right. I, I, I I, tell, I told Ryan a couple episodes back that like, waiting for Christmas was like almost it was. It was the first time. Like, I, I love Christmas. It's so my favorite holiday of the year, but being focused on Christmas made the wait bearable for the Switch review because the Switch <laughs> is right behind it. So it kind of yeah. took my mind off it all. Yeah. So it, it's like, <laughs> I'm also the part, I'm like, ah, one more week. I can't take it. I just want to know now. I know. I this know. is kind of Christmas number two. It really is. This Sorry. is the E3 we should have had.
2: Pretty much. Pretty much. I feel like this is – I feel like Nintendo can go one of two ways with this. They can either really do well with it, or they can really mess things up.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: um, and I think to, to, to cap off kind of what you're saying, there's not a lot of news. A lot of stuff that's coming out right now is just leaks. And I've tried my best not to read the leaks and not get into the leaks, just because I don't want to ruin the 12th. Like, I've been so excited for the 12th, the minute we knew that, like, October or January 12th, we're going to get something. Mm-hmm. I just kind of, like, been doing my best to disconnect. And I definitely been staying away from, you know, Liam and Emily and Laura because mm-hmm. I just feel like... Stop like enough. I don't care no more. Like I want to hear it from Nintendo because everything everything starts with take this with a grain of salt. Yes. I don't want to I'm tired of salt, man. I just want to know what's going on. And I just want to know from the sources, not from you guys mm-hmm. who talk to some guy who you can't talk about. It's a source and it's a, a close source. Like I just want it to be done with. And and I think today really was like. Enough, like I, I read today that I guess Laura is saying that Mother Three mm-hmm. is going to come to the virtual console for Switch. And I, I posted in the NVC group today, and I was like, Well, if they keep leaking it enough, eventually they're going to get it right. Like <laughs> Emily said this, like m- you know, a year ago that we yeah. were getting it. And it's like I, I can sit here every day and say that, like. Chrono Trigger is going to come to the to the Nintendo.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, if I continue to say it, eventually, some point, maybe fifty years down the road, it might happen. But it's just like, just stop. Just it, it's it's uh, I can't take it no more.
0: Well, I when when Ryan and I uh, every year we've been doing this for the past uh, maybe three or four summers now. When E three comes, we get off of social media at least for that that whole week. Once E yeah. three is here, we are off. Um, and we get together and we make a big deal out of it we have we we get dinner and stuff whatever and we just hang out as buddies and we watch the whole ETH Nintendo conference together this yeah. past year was a lot harder it was yeah. just Zelda stuff but yeah. that's what we typically do and we stay away yeah. from it because man there is just if if we know everything when if, if all the leaks and rumors are right then you get to the presentation, and I mean, it's like, oh, okay, great, if, if that's what you wanted, but then there's nothing extra, there's nothing that, that, that sweet surprise. I always hope Nintendo yeah. is going to, like, at the end of E3, you think it's over, and then there's a teaser for the next Metroid yeah, yeah, yeah. game, you know? Yeah.
2: I think where we're at now, the problem is, is that right now, what's coming out, either, I, I just don't see how it helps Nintendo. And, why, and how I, why I mean that is this. Like, for me, I've tried to disconnect the best I could. Now, I've seen some things, but I don't know what's true or what's not. Because, like I said, now we're at the point where they're starting to contradict the stuff that they said months ago. And I don't get it, but whatever. And so, for me, it's like, if you sit there and you tell people that this is what the console is and this is what it's going to do, and, and you know, meaning power-wise. And then yeah. if it doesn't do that, it don't perform to that, or... Whatever, then you hurt Nintendo yes. in the long haul. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the biggest issue right now that we're looking at is with all these people saying what it's going to be and what it's not going to be and all that. It's like you run the risk of like There was like 10k, 10k was coming out saying like it's going to be PS4 caliber power this at the other, and I was like, first off, a handheld. It's not going to be the caliber of a PS4. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Stop putting that in people's heads because then when it doesn't happen. People are going to get mad at Nintendo. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, it should be. Well, no, it shouldn't be. Like, would it be nice? Absolutely. But let's get in reality. Like, if you want this thing to be cost-effective, there is no... A PS4 costs $400. What do you think it's going to cost to make a mobile PS4? No. Like, five, six? Way too much. come on. Like, just... People just got to lower expectations and just go into this thing and enjoy it. And, you know, I was complaining a lot about... Um, the leakers and all that stuff, and we had Sean. I think it was on the GeekCast, if I'm not mistaken. And Sean was just like he started yelling at me. He's like, "Stop!" He's like, "Just disconnect, stop it." He's like, "You don't have to follow these people." And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." It's the- Twitter's hard because if someone retweets something, that makes it a little tough. But <laughs> Facebook, you can kind of disconnect from that stuff and you can stay away from it. So
1: it's a I, I really kind of regret reading a lot of the the leaks and the rumors and stuff because it's gotten these high expectations like for me now, like where I expect the, the price to be a certain price. Yeah. And like it could either be like really, really awesome. I'm really hyped for it. And it could actually even exceed that or be on par with the rumors. Or it could be like miss that mark and I'm gonna be so disappointed in Nintendo. And I don't want that to happen. I wish I had never even read that stuff. Yeah. Like that stuff well,
2: is noise. The, the, the one thing I'll say about this with the price leak. So the price leak was—you're talking about the one in Canada at three twenty-nine, the Toys R Us one. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So let's let's go over that one for a second. So, Toby, who lives in the United Kingdom, a friend of mine on the Geek Cast, he's my co-host. He actually pre-ordered Switch already, mm-hmm. right? Wow. He he pre-ordered it for two hundred pounds, price guaranteed. That's the price he'll pay. If it's more expensive, he still pays the two hundred. If it's less, he pays the two. He'll pay less. But for a business to go and say it's two hundred pounds, to me, they know something.
3: They mm-hmm. got to know something
2: because they'd be stupid to go. It's two hundred pounds no matter what. Then thing comes out to be five hundred pounds, and then they're they're done. They're going out of business because there ain't no way it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Price guaranteed. They've already taken the money. He's got it. When it launches, he got he has it. They're they're telling him he'll get it March 17th. So that's another thing that, that, that's good. But 199 pounds converts to about $250 American, which then $250 converts to about $329, $320 Canadian. And the original Toys R Us rumor was $320. So mm. if I, I kind of think that rumor was legit, and, and I'm hoping it does become true because I'll tell you what, I'll be, ooh, I'll have two of them today. <laughs> <each> <laughs> yeah. I'm not even gonna play games, man.
0: Are you thinking it's uh, I'm thinking 250 would be like a basic set, and then 300 could be like a bundle of some sort. Uh, that's what I'm uh, more higher power kind of like the Wii U was. Well, a yeah, yeah where you had
2: a, you had a, you had a weaker version for, for what was it, uh, three hundred, and then you had the powerful version for three fifty, and that was just memory you were paying for. Yeah, uh, I don't know how it's going to work. Like, I think that Nintendo's, I think they're going to go one skew. I would think they Maybe. might go a couple skews if they're doing pack ins. Okay. So if it's let's say it's two fifty in the United States, and that's the basic model, and you don't get anything with it. And then they go three hundred, and you get a game, or three hundred, and you get a controller, or something like that. Listen, we live in the United States. GameStop's going to have it at fifty different price levels, and it's going to be, you know, okay. one controller you get this price, and you know, or you know, you'll get a controller and three games, and and a charging station for this price, like. GameStop does these wacky things when it comes to uh, bundles and stuff, but I think we're I think we're going to be in a good place.
0: I'm excited for it. I I, I am too. I,
1: uh, I I saw a uh, another I guess leak or rumor, mm-hmm. but it was completely and totally skewed towards attacking Nintendo. And I definitely don't want to see that popping up the week before. So I'm thinking about, like, just escaping from the whole rumor well, what thing. Was, what I'll
2: was the rumor it. you saw? What's the, um,
1: what's it was, they were this? saying, like, it was, like, Persona 5, and there was... I can't remember what the other game was. There was another game that said that it was, wasn't coming out for the Nintendo Switch or for PC. And it was actually something that was a PlayStation exclusive. So, because
2: Persona Four, Persona Five is that Persona series is an exclusive to Sony.
1: Exactly. So when they when they posted that, it was it was meant to attack Nintendo and in a way like it was to say, hey, the Switch isn't going to be awesome. It's supposed to cause this scare that third party people weren't going to support Nintendo, and it was those for those people that don't know that like that would cause a panic, and I I don't want to see that happening right now. That really upsets me. See, I,
2: I my feeling is this is. Like, and and this still, I think, a way, something you need to look at when it comes to Nintendo rumors, Nintendo attacks, things of that nature, or where you feel like that. Like, I don't get upset with that stuff anymore. There was a time where I'd be, like, tearing people up and, and screaming at them in threads and all that. Um, but at this point, you look at it and you go, there's no sense getting worked up about it because the people that know gaming, you, Jacob, like, all these other people, you don't have to worry about. Like, who's not going to know? Like, my mom, she don't care about third-party developers, you know what I mean? Like, she's not going to buy it anyway, so it doesn't matter. You know, but, like, anybody that's a gamer, they they know what third-party means, they care about third-parties, they are going to already know that this is an exclusive and that Nintendo was never going to get it. That's why we got Tokyo Mirage Sessions, because that's mm-hmm. their kind of version of Persona to some degree. Um, so with that said, I think you're, you're looking at a situation where you know, the, the true gamers don't worry about this stuff because we know what's actually the truth and what's not the truth. We can read through all the BS. The people that don't pay attention to it, they don't know who third party, they don't know who third party developer is anyway. Now they might read that article and think, oh, you know, Nintendo's not getting persona. They're 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 doomed because that might be what the article is. But really, honestly, like and think about it and be honest with yourself. Like, is your parents reading that article? You know, are your or your friends that don't game, are they reading that article? No. Because they don't go into the gaming sites. And that's and that's the end of like that's where you got to look at it and go. I'm not going to let that stuff bother me and not, not let it get me worked up because anybody that knows about video gaming is going to say something. And the truth is, is like if your mom or your cousin comes to you and says something to you about this, you are going to correct them because you know the truth, and
1: uh-huh. then it's done.
2: It's squashed, you know what I mean? Like anybody that looks at Nintendo and goes, they're not going to have third-party support this time. I don't agree. I, I, I think coming out the gates are going to get a lot of support. I think that we as Nintendo fans, if you care about Nintendo in any manner whatsoever, you need to support third parties coming mm-hmm. out the gates this time because we need them to stick around. And I think that like the idea, too, is if you buy a Switch, you're going to help. Because when we had, um, when we had Jules watch them on If We Ran Nintendo a few months ago, you know, we, we had a thing where we were like, what does Nintendo need to do to keep their or bring third parties in? And Joel was like, just sell switches. If Nintendo sells switches, sorry, but 50 million, you know, that's why people go and make games for Sony because you got 50 million units sold. If you got 50 million units sold, it's going to be hard for third parties to turn a blind eye to you doesn't matter how powerful your thing is. They're going to go, we know that we put stuff over there. We're going to sell stuff. So let's put stuff over
0: there. Well, look at the Wii. So. I mean, the Wii is a prime example of that. The Wii was underpowered completely. Yep. And everyone's like, oh, they don't, they didn't make games for the Wii U because it's underpowered. It wasn't the case. It, they sold barely 12 million units, but the yeah. Wii sold over a hundred million units. Yeah. So of course they're going to do everything they can to put stuff out on that.
2: The problem was this. The problem with the Wii was we got to that point where we just got bombarded with shovelware. and garbage. Oh, yeah. So people just stopped buying games unless it had Nintendo on it.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
2: um, sadly, you know, all these other companies kind of fell by the wayside because of that. So when the Wii U came out, it was kind of the same thing. Like, people weren't buying third party right out the gates, but they weren't buying third parties not because they were inordained with with shovelware. They were. It was the fact of, like... Why am I ba- buying Ma- Mass Effect 3 when I could buy the Mass Effect trilogy on PlayStation 3 and 4 or an Xbox 360? Like, that's where Nintendo ran into a wall. Where Nintendo should have told EA, like, no, get that out of here. You bring us the trilogy. We don't want
3: mm-hmm.
2: part 3. Like, if you're porting that, if you're making that game, port us over the proper one. Don't port us over part 3. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense mm-hmm. because nobody bought it. And that's why nobody bought it, you know? And And sadly, that was the problem with the Wii U was they were getting consistent ports brought over. I feel like with Switch, Nintendo has a lot of powerful momentum going into this, especially January 12th. And I think that you're going to see a lot of people scooping them up, whether there's a scarcity or not. I don't know. I don't think there will be. I hope there's not. My God. But we'll see. It'll be interesting.
0: It, it will be for sure and i mean truthfully i think nintendo is going to be fine i'm not i'm not worried about it um and you know something like skyrim like i didn't buy it I, I i've never owned one because uh i only play nintendo that's me i don't i'm not buying other systems um it's a lot of money just to fully dive in for one system and be all about them so i my my wife especially isn't going to want me to uh, dive into a playstation world or whatever yeah. but if it came if it came to nintendo it's a game i sure i would love to play that game
2: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: but i'm not going to go buy another system just for one game you know what i'm saying you're,
2: you're, listen you you're you in particular you're in a different position right now especially with sure. a baby and all that stuff for me i don't have kids so and i'm fortunately i'm at a point in my life where um financially we, we sit in a better place than we, than we did 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that comes with age that just comes with age and time. Like you, eventually you'll get to a point where you're just better off than you were. And, and so that's said, Like if there was a time where I was trading in games to buy the next game and all that stuff, I don't yeah. do it no more. I'm just like, Hey, I'm just going to buy the new game when it comes out and it is what it is. And yes. I, you know, I don't want to get rid of my collection and all that stuff. So, yes. but, but, for me, like I bought a PS4, you know, because I love Batman. And yeah, I was like, there's no way that I'm not gonna play the Arkham series or the, the, the finishing of the Arkham series because yes. I don't have a PS4. So I went and bought a PS4 for it. And but if I didn't have like if I was in a situation where I didn't have the money, I would just own a Wii U. And and that would be because that's how I've always been. My my I've always had Nintendo products. When I was, you know, when I was growing up, I always had Nintendo and then I bought the other games to play their their exclusives because you know, mm-hmm. I would always buy the third party on Nintendo consoles, you know. Yeah, but now we're in a situation where I buy the other game, the other consoles for the third parties and then buy Nintendo for their exclusives. And I'm hoping that it doesn't like I'm hoping that I can really support third parties with Switch and I hope they bring a lot of good stuff.
0: I think they will, man. I, I, I really, I'm not too worried. I trust Nintendo. In the end, I trust them, so yeah. I feel pretty good about it. But yeah. Ryan, any other thoughts on that, real quick?
1: Uh, no, just I, I can't wait for the the big reveal and and the uh, the rumors and everything to die down and us to get like just become uh, evangelical in our. Uh- our, our preaching of the switch. Oh Lord. Amen. Amen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Amen. Preach it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you know maybe we could save it for next episode, Ryan. But I definitely want to go over a wish list of what I'm hoping to see at the reveal, and we'll see how true it comes. Ooh, man. But um, <laughs> that okay, could well, get messy. That's your next topic, Bobby. There you go. I just did
2: it. I told you. I just did a video. Of oh it. yeah. Duh,
0: duh, I duh, just duh. did a video of it. Okay, well, I'll tell you real quick. I. I think I'm, I'm someone who's upset that I'm not upset. Uh, I, I'm bummed that ukulele got. I don't care that it got canceled on the Wii U because it's, it's coming, coming to, to the Switch. It's coming to the Switch. Of course it is. And yeah. they, said they, they said they're making it for the Switch. Yeah. They just didn't give it a release date. My yeah. prediction is, my bold prediction is, they said they can't say anything about it. They're going to give more details early next year. Early next year is the Switch reveal. My yeah. guess is they're coming out with Nintendo and they're saying this is a day one launch game when uh, the Switch launches in March. That's that's dude, my full prediction.
2: I would love honestly if ukulele comes out, right? Mm-hmm. And Nintendo turns around and buys them out. Oh, and please like, do it. And it's just like you can make you can obviously they have to they have to honor the commitments that were already done, but like Mm -hmm. any future games is theirs, and they would bring them in house and just work with them. Like that would be so amazing. It's the smartest
0: move to make.
2: Yeah, I just don't know. The thing of it is, is I just don't know how bad Nintendo's known for holding grudges, Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure if they would hold a grudge against the rare X rare employees, or if they hold it against Microsoft for like scooping up rare at the last minute on them. But it'd be, it'd be interesting.
0: Well, if they do hold grudges, I mean, I would say it would be against the Stamper brothers who owned rare and not these guys, these guys work for the Stamper brothers. And there's the Stamper brothers. who's like, we're going on the market and we want to be sold. You know, we want to be bought out. So, in my mind, it's smart. these guys made Donkey Kong Country, they made banjo kazooie they made they pretty much made the nintendo 64 a success. Nintendo had their own of course, but half the library was put out by this team of guys, yeah. the majority of them so yeah I'm right there with you but yeah. enough of that we're, I, I, I just want to say that out there, but I want to go ahead and jump into our topic of the week and uh, today, this lovely game topic was brought to you by the Nintendo Go- Guru, Bobby Pauls. And today <laughs> we're going to be talking about Kid Icarus. Yes. <laughs> Kid Icarus was released on December 19th, 1986, and my first time experience of this, I have got to be honest, uh, I did not own this game as a kid. Uh, this is not something from my own nostalgia past. My, Really, my introduction to this was Kid Icarus Uprising, and once we got that, then I jumped back, oh, let's play the older games, and I yeah. and, uh, never did beat the older game. I did beat Uprising, which was Really difficult with those kind of controls. Yeah, um, controls are horrible. They should really rebring that back without those controls. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I, uh, I just wanted, since I don't know too much about this, I want to quickly just kind of say what what I think about the game. Um, I uh, I've been I got the NES Classic for for Christmas, and mm-hmm. uh, I I was blessed to get that, and. Um, I've been replaying a bunch of the old games. Um, Mm -hmm. But I jumped back into Kid Icarus, especially because of this episode, and I wanted to just play through it. Well, I tried my hardest to play through it, and um, I'll tell you what I don't like about this game. Mm -hmm. Um, It's freaking hard. It is hard. It It is hard. My gosh, it took me – okay, if I didn't have this little select, Save thing. Um, I would never have beaten the first level because uh, I get halfway up, and then I select, or I'm saving it right here. Well, you <laughs> know
2: what I You beat. I gotta go. This is
0: ridiculous. Uh,
1: uh, hey, wait. Really? Hey, wait. really? <laughs> Let me have my say, man. <laughs> so oh my God. I didn't clue him in. I clued him in a little bit on, on the save when you get to a certain part and then continue from there. So you have it's like a reason. What are you doing? I, I told him to do that. But now I oh, have done it without the fault. Save of States. Um, and you know what? I played and played and played the first level over and over <laughs> and over again. I could not beat it. And I hated the game so much with a passion. But then I found out, like, once I finally finally got past that first level, once you get to the second level and you start like learning, you can level your, your character up in some ways, like get mm-hmm. like stronger weapons. Yep. And, like, it becomes so much more fulfilling. And like, plus when you start, once you get past the first level, if you fall into a pit, <laughs> uh, you don't start back at level one. You start back at that level that level <laughs> where you were playing, and that yeah. was. But I never got past the first level at first when I was playing as a kid. It's freaking the hard. Thing it
2: is, okay. So look, look the thing of it is is. You want to not rush through the first level. That's yeah. that's the trick. The trick is to kill everything. Kill everything that comes your way. When you go in to those boss levels where you're built, I don't I don't want to call them boss levels. I want to call them training sessions. Yeah. Do the training sessions. And then you win, and then you win these items and you use them. You know, you get your you get your long arrow, you get your stronger bow, you get the lava pieces that float around you and stuff but the, the key is in level one you want to kill everything then when you get to level two same thing kill everything and then because when you're killing everything it actually allows you to go into the training sessions and then the easiest thing i could the easy thing i could tell you is you line up a little to the left of the guy who's telling you about the training session. And they start throwing these like mirror looking, like these flipping things. It looks like the uh, the Phantom Zone in the original Superman movie that mm. Zodman would get sucked off into. Mm-hmm. And they, these little things are floating down. You stand there and you just shoot up. Just shoot up, and anything that's coming down will get shot. And then occasionally you might have to shoot to the left because something might come zipping into the left. You'll beat at the training session. You get whatever weapon you want. I typically went for long arrows. That way I can shoot far across the stage and kill stuff. And then you're off and running, man, and you're good to go. But the key is if you can get through if you can make it through one, 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 two, one, three, one, four, the rest is gravy. Because the minute you hit the twos, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. So easy. I, found one, I think one, two is probably the longest level on the whole stage like the longest going up it, it feels like it's forever to get yeah, to the top no. but it's I'm telling you man and when you get stronger and stronger and stronger and more powerful you just feel like a god literally you know and if you beat the, game, the nice thing about the game is if you beat it you can keep going and beat it again and beat it again and beat it again it becomes easier and easier and easier because you just start getting stronger and stronger and stronger and it's like just awesomeness man mm-hmm.
0: Hmm, well, I guess I mean I guess I may try to go back and and replay it without saving as I climb up the the, the level. Listen.
2: If you gotta be, if you gotta be a little sissy, you go safe in the middle.
0: Sometimes you gotta start with the training wheels on. You know? What uh, I'm
2: saying? No, man. Listen. I didn't get no training wheels in nineteen eighty seven yeah. when I played it for the first time. Like it was like, go. Like here you go. You die. You start over. You die. You start over. It was. That's all it was.
0: That's why I never beat the original games because you got to start over every time. You didn't matter if you made it to world eight, eight. On Mario Brothers, if you died, it's start over. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I think what
2: I think what I I so growing up, what I loved about this game was the fact that number one, it was hard and it, it was and you had that sense of accomplishment when you beat it and all that stuff. But I think what I loved about the game, it was you go through world one one, one two, one three, but then when you hit one four, it did something totally different and it turned into like a dungeon per se. and you now you're going kind of like left, right, up, down, and it's not just up, Up. you know, or, and then, because all the the one worlds you're going up, the two worlds you're going to the side, and then the three worlds you're going back up. So it's, but when you go to the four of each of those worlds, it's a dungeon and you have to go through and like, it's like Zelda to some degree, Mm -hmm. like, it's not top-down or nothing. You're still looking horizontally 2D, but it's, um, you go in, you get your map, you get your torch so that way you can mark the areas you've been to, and, you know, you go in. And the other thing I want to tell you is every time you see them little, weird-looking, troll-looking statues, mm-hmm. you want to get as many hammers as you can because what you do is you take the hammer and you crack the statue, and you'll see an angel talk, take off. So then when you go to the end and you fight the boss, all these angels come down and fight with you. Oh. And, like, you're shooting. Every time you shoot, the angels shoot. So it makes it easier to kill the bosses. So the more angels you set free, the easier it is to beat the boss. Wow. It's, it's, it's really good, man. It's
0: so good. I mean, and, and the way they kind of set this game up, though, I suppose it really fits how it was back in the day where it had a lot of replay value. Whereas a game today, yeah, if you didn't know that, you're saving your progress. I mean, that stuff would be essentially gone. And you pass those chances to yeah. unlock an angel to help you at the end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that, that is cool.
2: Yeah, it's, it's you know, I, there was so much I loved. like, the, And the funny thing was, like, this game, I, I watched the uh, Did You Know not that long ago. And it was funny because one guy was making this game and it was taking them forever and they were going to shelf the game. They were going to get rid of it. And then what they did was when the Metroid team finished Metroid, they sent them all over to help make the game. And they finished the game in like six months because they gave the guy like you only got six months when they, I don't care what you had that game's going out in six months. Mm-hmm. So there's a section when you get to the game, it looks like Metroids are are floating down. I and think I've like
0: seen a, that. And that's
2: like an homage to, to the Metroid game.
0: Oh, that's cool. It's pretty neat. It's pretty. Neat. That is neat. I knew there was some kind of connection with Metroid yeah. and Kid Icarus.
2: Yeah, that's what it is.
0: Uh, well, I can tell you what I did like about the game was um, I thought that music is sweet, dude. Yeah, I, it's really good, especially in World One One because I spent a lot of time on it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. When, <laughs> I love that when that the drums come in. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. I just—I'm a big music guy. I love. Yeah. I love listening to. I'm to the point now where I, I've listened to so many of my favorite bands. I'm I'm sick of it. So now I'm always listening to video game music soundtracks.
2: Yeah, I do that too. It's. It does have a great soundtrack. It really does, and it's it's classic 8-bit music. It yeah, is. Really, it's really good, man. It's really good. I like it a lot.
0: I like it too, um, Ryan. I I kind of said my. uh First experience with it, and really my only experience. Uh, what about you, man? How when did you have this game as a kid?
1: Um, I think it was at my grandmother's house, um, but I would always get it confused with this this other game where you'd be climbing and doing platforming. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I could never figure out the title of the game. It had like this rare power, rare like bonus power up that was actually the Hudson Soft B that you could collect. I never could forget what that game was, but I always get that mixed up with Kid Icarus. But Kid Icarus always reminded me of Ice Climbers. I played Ice Climbers yeah. early on, and that, that climbing and, and the, the bottom becoming a pit as you climb higher. Yeah. And that was kind of the feel for it at first. It was like an Ice Climbers feel, and and I didn't realize the depth of it. Like, Ice Climbers didn't have depth to it other than it just got progressively harder and threw in some new mechanics. Like, like you could actually upgrade and things in Kid Icarus, and that's what I really liked about it. But it was frustrating at first for me because I was like why aren't the hearts like healing me? They should heal me. I don't understand this. And I didn't know that yes. hearts weren't health. They were more currency. And
0: yeah, that confused me too. Cause I mean, I, I guess if you never played the game, you only played some like Zelda, you would think, Oh, this is health. This yes. is going to keep me alive.
2: Yeah. I thought the same thing too. <laughs> and then you, then I, then I, I grabbed the first like wine glass. Oh, and yeah. I was like, Oh, wait a minute. That's, that's health. Okay. And then that's the thing. Like, and you and you do have access to all the instruction booklets when you scan mm-hmm. in for mm-hmm. the thing. So, but when when I was a kid, I had the instruction booklet, and I would flip through, and I was like, oh, "Okay, so this little bottle is like a reserve. You'll see a bottle that looks like a soda bottle. Yeah. that's a reserve life push. So when you run out of life, it refills your life bar. Oh, so okay. that's a good one to buy as well. But they're a little. They're a little pricey.
1: What does the barrel do? I never bought it, so. Like the one of the first uh, shopkeepers, shopkeeps that you run into, uh, there's the 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 bottle, there's mm-hmm. the feather, and in the middle there's like this brown thing that looks kind of like a barrel. Oh my god, dude! I
2: forget. I know what. <laughs> I
1: know. I, know exactly I never what had you're the money about. to purchase it, so. Yeah, I
0: was. too old, Bobby. I
2: know. I never, dude. It's been so long since I, <laughs> I you know, I bought the barrel. So. Uh, <laughs> let me look it up. Let me see. But uh, I always Don't
0: like it. to. Go ahead. Uh,
2: that's not it. The-
0: where, where that little wine glass was, by the way, in level one, that's where I saved it. So I'm I'm right there if I die. It takes me. a lot
1: of patience in the first level, especially with the Reapers. Like, just wait for them, hit them, don't let them rain down their enemies. Now, if you're really good at dodging the, the enemies, yeah, go for it and get the hearts from them. But like for me, I just usually try to avoid setting off the Reapers as best that's possible.
0: Well, Bobby, for my own knowledge, would you recommend to actually get caught by the Reaper so I can collect more hearts from these little dudes that fly down to, and attack you? Or do you think avoid them at all costs?
2: I, I try to avoid the Reapers because what happens is when the Reapers see you and they're freaking out, you can't hurt them. Yeah. So you can shoot them and it doesn't do anything to them, so I just get away from them. But it says right here, um, the barrel, what's better, what's better than holding one barrel one bottle of life holding eight of them. So but you'll never be able to hold more than one without this barrel. So what you do is you buy the barrel and then you could buy more of the, the the bottles. Okay. The bottle of life it's called. So that's good. The one. One. And the credit card, don't buy the credit card, man. <laughs> I learned I learned at a very young age that like that's horrible. I used the credit card once and I could I it took me forever to pay back the debt. <laughs> uh-huh. The angel feather is good because when you fall down yeah. it picks you back up and it'll, yes. you can like fly back up where you want to go. Um
1: I think it's one of the best items like Yeah, I, I just really love that.
2: Um you have the map, you have the pencil and you have the torch. So what that is is you get the map obviously in the in the in the dungeon and then the pencil will show you where you were. So it'll track everywhere you've been and then the torch will blink and show you where you currently are. So that's a good thing, you know, to know when you go into the dungeons and stuff. Um the mallet that opens up the um that opens up the, the they call them centurions, but that's the little angels that come out. The harp. When you grab the harp, any of those enemies that kind of float down, they turn into mallets and you could grab them real quick. That's always a good thing. Um that's pretty much it. And then your Sacred Treasures, those are the ones you're going to use to fight Medusa at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So that's the Mirror Shield, uh, the Arrow of Light, and Pegasus Wings. And um, the, the three weapons that you can earn by beating the, the, uh, the Trials is the Crystal Rod, uh, the Flaming Arrow, and the Sacred Bow. So the Sacred Bow will shoot further, the flaming arrow will put, like, flames around the tip of the arrow so you can shoot, like, wider amounts of stuff. So if there's a couple things coming at you. And then the crystal rod will put, like, these these crystals that float around you. And the other thing, too, is if your energy isn't almost full, these things won't activate. So you could buy one of those things, and then you're like, it's not doing anything. Why is it doing anything? It's because your life, your life levels are too low. So... There's a lot of like nice, not nice, it's it's a hard game. There's a lot of cool little things that they do with mm-hmm. this that make it like, oh, this is pretty awesome. I like how they did this.
1: I did find an enemy that infinite spawns. So if you're ever short on money, those flame things that pop up out of the ground, mm-hmm. like, you just you just step aside, you duck, you hold down duck till they shoot their fireball, you pop up immediately and shoot them. Yeah. And it's like just continuously gaining that money and that's helped yeah. me out a lot. That
0: yeah. helped me a lot when I played through it, so yeah, cool, ah, uh, yeah, you guys are talking about a bunch of stuff I don't even know, so <laughs> <laughs> that's fine, but um, Bobby, I'm really curious since you talked about this was this topic was what well, you brought to the table, and um you got any uh you got any old memories you can crank out of your head there that you really relate to this game that when you think of Chris yeah.
2: the only thing for me that makes me like. When I think back to Kid Icarus, number one was it's the first game I ever beat. So,
0: Okay.
2: And when I was growing up, I never paid attention. Well, okay, let me put it this way. It's the first game that I beat that I paid attention to. (laughs)
3: Okay.
2: Beating this game because it was so hard that when I finally beat it, I was like, I'm writing this down that I beat it. And I actually started a journal as a kid of all the different games that I beat at that time. And Kid Icarus was always the first one. And because of that, it always held a special place in my heart that, like, this is the first game that I beat or the first one that I can remember beating. Um, And it just – I remember the difficulty of it. I remember getting it, too. And and that was – I pretty much couldn't – my mom was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, i like to get – or I mean, my, my birthday. Because my Christmas – it's obviously December. My birthday's in January, so it's like right after. And my mom was like, Well, Christmas has passed, and you know, I didn't really buy anything this year. Um, I figured we would take you to the store, you could buy something to pick something out. So I was like, All right, and we went to the mall, and it was um Katie Toys at the time. And I went in and I was just looking and looking and looking. I was like, I, You know, that that the box just stood out to me for some reason man and it was like silver packaging and all that And i was like yeah i'd like to get that mom and and she's like okay and and i and i got it and i was telling i was saying this before growing up i didn't even know how to say kid icarus i used to call it kid icarus, kid icarus.
3: And, uh,
2: <laughs> that was always what i called it kid icarus that's, that's yeah. What it is. And, uh, yeah i, I didn't I, I just sounded it out kid icarus and and Sean's, Rolling in his grave right now. He's, <laughs> he's, he's crazy. He's cringing right now, and he's like, "Uh, oh, well, I can't believe you didn't have to say that."
0: <laughs> Did I caught it. And, uh, <laughs> Let's be something it, with you, January babies. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you
2: know what? Stop. You didn't know either. You had no clue.
0: <laughs> no, um, I didn't.
2: <laughs> but for me, it was just like so. That's like the fondest memory for me is like the fact when I beat it, the first one being the first one, writing in the journal, you know, keeping track. Because after that, then I just kept track of everything I ever beat after that. And um, and then when I got it, you know, when I picked it up for my birthday at, uh, at KB, and it was, we went to KB, it was funny because I used to go to KB all the time after that, because that's when I got my first Nintendo, that was the store I got my Nintendo in, yeah. it was the KB, and that was the one I was talking about on Sean's show, where, uh-huh. um, you know, I made my mom rush us down to the store to go get it, and... So like every time I go to the malls, like I gotta go to KB, I gotta go to KB. And It got to the point where they really didn't have anything good there. It was just like, oh, this is, this is bad. Like <laughs> it got bad. It got bad for a while there, and then that's when, not long after, like Electronic Boutique opened up and all that stuff. But that was that's pretty much it. That's 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 my feelings or my memories on that game.
0: Well, I mean that's cool. I didn't I didn't realize or know that it was your um the first game that you ever beat. Yeah, I mean. Man yeah that's really special it is it it is you know and and I would have
2: look the thing of it is' it's like I probably would have beaten other games before, but like Mike Tyson's punch out took up my life like i <laughs> it, it took everything within me to beat tyson like that was my my divine goal in life was to beat tyson, yeah and so for me like I would play Tyson. But this was the game that, like, kind of drew me away from playing Punch-Out! You know, like, this would be my break game. This would be my game that got me away from playing Punch-Out! all the time. So, I've always, like, it's always been my 1-2. You know, my, my, my like, a 1-2 punch for me. It's always been Punch-Out! and Kid Icarus. Like, for a very long time, and I'll be honest with you, for a very long time, like, Kid Icarus was my favorite game of all time. And then it wasn't until later on in life that I... It dawned back. I I look back on life, and I was like, you know what? Punch Out's probably got to be my all time favorite because I played Mm -hmm. it so much. And then, but I think the problem is that, and the reason why Kid Icarus didn't remain was kind of fell off. Yeah. They didn't do anything after. I mean, mm-hmm. they did. They did the Game Boy game, and I was like, uh, I really wasn't a fan of Game Boy
0: games mm-hmm. because of the
2: discoloration and the and the green color and the puke green. And it just, well,
1: they
0: always felt like they were like the lesser version. And yeah, that's how I always viewed them.
2: Yeah, so I didn't really mess with the Game Boy version. And then Uprising, like I was so disappointed with Uprising when they came up. When they first announced Kid Icarus was coming, I got so excited. So I thought, here we go, man. I'm going to be able to dive back in and have a great time at this game. And then I played it, and I was just like, oh, the controls are horrible, man. And it's like, to me, it was Space Harrier. You know, I was playing Space Harrier on a Nintendo console. Mm. And I was just like, this is bad, man. This is so bad. But, I mean, it's a good game. I'm not going to – I don't want to kill the game. It's a good game, but it's just the controls make it kind of difficult, honestly.
1: Did you get a chance, uh, right around when Uprising came out, they released a 3D Classics version. Did you get a chance to play yes. through that one? That yes. was a beautiful, beautiful that was a, render. Yes,
2: yes. They basically 3D rendered the original Kid Icarus. I own it. It's on my 3DS. Um, I didn't beat it, but I've played a lot of it. And uh, it's it's so good. It's so good. And the backgrounds are different. You know, it's more in-depth that 3D just pops, like, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. I didn't play, like, it's it's sad because when the original 3DS hit, I didn't play a lot of games with 3D because you had to have that sweet spot. You had to hold your arm, yes. like, lock your arms in, so it was horrible. And then <clears throat> when the, uh, I haven't tried it on the new 3DS, which is a little bit better. It's so it, Yeah, <laughs> I, I should go back and try
0: it. You should. Or just play it on your Nest Mini.
2: I've done that too. That's a it's a lot of fun.
0: Have you beaten it? Did you save all the way through it and stuff?
2: You know what? I didn't beat it on the um on the Nest Mini before I hooked. I'm looking here because I have my TV like right here with my Nest Mini right next to me, and um before I had this set up, I was. I was like, I'm not playing the NES Mini. I actually had it in the box on the shelf. I'm like, I'm not gonna play it because this is just <laughs> the most ridiculous setup. I got these little miniature arms. It's like, it's like Nintendo created T Rex. Yeah. You know, like these controllers are like these little tiny yeah. controllers. You know, like, come on, man. And I was like, I'm not. I literally had to pull my chair almost all the way up to my TV just yes. to be able to play with my arms extended. So I wasn't ripping the wall. I'm like, no.
0: But when I I know what you're saying.
2: So what I did was I was playing Kid Icarus on the virtual console utilizing the NES classic you know, the the NES mini controller. Yeah. (laughs) Because this controller is the best ever. You know, when you're playing the NES game, like this is the controller you have to have in your hand. So what happened was I started playing Kid Icarus with this and I was getting really, really far. And then I was like, I started to get the itch, and I was like, "I want to play these other games, and I didn't really I didn't feel like buying them all on the on the, on the Wii U, mm-hmm. so I said, "You know what, let me stop being stupid and I pulled the t the other TV off the wall and put it here on the, on the on the desk, and then I hooked up my Nest Classic to it Smart yeah, it works it's nice setup, I like it, works out well,
0: yeah, I'm trying to find a freaking adapter for my Nest Classic, but you can't find them anywhere right now. Like, to, to make the cords extended.
2: The, don't do that. Don't do that. If you can, listen, I don't know how your house set up is and all that, but if you can pick up a little TV,
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's your best bet. So you get a little TV. I have the little TV here, right? I got the HDMI hooked up to the back of the TV. I got the USB hooked up to the TV. So as long as the TV's on, I have power to my Nest Mini, and then I just sit here and play it in front of the TV. It's a, It's a much better setup. Seriously. And when the Super when, when the super Mini comes out next year, you're going to yeah, yeah. have it all right there.
0: Well, hopefully they fix the cord issue and we don't have that. Uh, they're not going to. <laughs> um, they're, well,
1: they're, what,
2: n- they're Nintendo.
0: What yeah. my
1: setup is, is um, we have uh, a screen in our living room. And we actually have a Kotatsu table, which is a Japanese-style table with a heater underneath it. You put a blanket over it anyway. And um, we can position it such that we can play the NES Mini while our feet are sitting underneath the Kotatsu keeping warm. And, and it's, where, it's a nice little you, setup for the Mini. Where did you
2: find this kid?
1: Seriously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's where, older, so he, where he kind of found where me. You,
2: where do you find this table at, man? <laughs> <laughs> how, who did, order from J-List from Japan. Oh my god! You gotta get me one. Find send me send me a link to this thing. This thing sounds amazing. I want want one now.
0: Wow! Oh, there you go. Ryan gives you tips on how to make your gaming experience uh,
1: better.
2: I could be sitting here right now, all nice and toasty,
1: playing my Nes Classic. This is no, no, it is like a a coffee table size, so it's like sitting on the floor type thing. But
2: that's fine. I don't care. That's fine. I could do it. That's
0: awesome. Well, there you go, Ryan. His birthday's <laughs> coming up, so why don't you just there, send it his way? Better
2: yet. Don't send me a link. Just send me the table. <laughs> all right, we're good to go. That's all.
0: We do owe him for the show, so now stop it. It only that's makes it. sense. No.
3: <laughs>
0: well, guys, I think that that's pretty good. I mean, I that's all I can really say about the game. I can promise I will try to beat this the right way, just for you, Bob. It's
2: fine. You could listen. If you want, if you want to beat it the the, the millennial way, knock yourself out. Uh, right?
0: Don't. <laughs> I'm a millennial, but I don't like. If you to, want to take the easy say, way out of life,
2: like all millennials do, <laughs> knock yourself out.
0: <laughs> no, I don't want to be like. I don't want to be like them. I want to be like you.
2: Well, then go play it the right way. Don't be cheating in safe states. Well, that's I say. The, that's
0: I say that. I say that, and I
2: got save states all through my NES Classic. So. But I do it because, you know what, man? It's I don't do it. All right, so I do it because I'm going to walk away and I want to save the game. I sure. don't do it to, like, take advantage. Like, I know people that will play Mega Man and will get right to the last boss,
3: get oh, up to the boss,
2: yeah. hit a save state, and then enter. And then yes. if they die, they reboot and go back. Yep. That's cheating. That, I don't care what you say. That's cheating. Uh, I that's blasphemous, right? I now.
0: have done that a couple times. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I I, I'm have, not I, mean, I just beat Mario One for the first time ever, okay? And I didn't do it necessarily like that. I did it so we're like, okay, I played through and I got to world four one and I saved it then. Yeah. Life
1: happens, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I felt like maybe if I can get through a world, get through the world, I feel like that's a good place to save, because in my opinion, that's like that's like a game today. There's save stations and save points, and the fact that you can't have the ability to save, I felt like that's okay. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it.
2: Just, just end the show.
0: Let's go. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, with that said, uh, Ryan wants
1: to do our due diligence. Sure thing, man. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, like us on there, uh, get into the conversation. Uh, also, join us on Twitter, uh, at Nintendo underscore Nos. That's at Nintendo underscore N-O-S. And if you want to shoot us an email, talk about some nostalgic things your Nintendo life, uh, go to NintendoNostalgiaIN at gmail.com.
0: And Bobby, uh, tell everybody where they can find you, and, um, what you're all about? I mean, they already know you're the guru, so uh, give them the spiel.
2: <laughs> uh, follow me Instagram, Twitter at Nintendo Gurus. Uh, got two podcasts, got the Geekcast, and I have If We Ran Nintendo with Sean, uh, the Geekcast with Toby. They're both on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Um, check us out on We the Nerdy over at If We Ran Nintendo. Like, we the Nerdy is seriously like a great website. To me, it's like what IGN used to be. And okay. it's it's just phenomenal, dude. They got great reviews on video games, comic books, movies, television—you name it, they got it. Um, they have a whole slew of podcasts that we have. Like that's where Sean's podcasts are ho- hosted yeah. at over there. And, and 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 thankfully they brought us, if we were in Nintendo, on board. Um, Andrew is just awesome. So please go
0: check that stuff out. Absolutely. And, uh, guys, if you ever are interested in playing Kid Icarus, uh, clearly you can find this on the eShop, uh, you can find, if you have an old Nintendo, go to your retro store and get it, um, if you got, if you haven't got a NES Classic, I'm sure they'll be coming back out again, get it, if you do have it, you can find this game there, and, um, go give Kid Icarus Uprising a try, that's the latest game in the series for the 3DS that controls are a little tough, but if you can get the hang of it, it is a, it's is a—it's not a bad game. I mean...
1: No, it's not bad. It's it's, it's good game.
0: Not at all, so...
1: Ready for a new a, play control.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, well, with that said, guys, uh, Bobby, thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, we hope that uh, a lot of people listen to this one, because it's a special one to have, to have you on here, and seriously, we mean that, and we thank you so much, and... Uh, We we look forward and want to have you back
1: again for some more special episodes in the future. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Hey, we won't see you before then, so merry switchmas.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Merry Switchmas to all and to (laughs) all a good night. Yes.
1: Good night, everybody. (laughs) We'll see you.